Hey guys, this is Pastor Kevin M.A. Williams Sr. And I am more than happy that you have chosen to join us for our podcast today. Before we get into today's inspiring message, I do want to take the time out to let you know about this exciting app called Anchor. It is the church's favorite and the easiest way for you to get your podcast on forums such as Spotify, Apple Music, and so many others. I guarantee you're going to love it. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free, by the way, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Gives you all the creation tools. It allows you to edit your podcast, and it sounds terrific. It sounds great. They'll distribute your your podcast for you. They do all the work. You can easily make money also from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I don't know what else to tell you other than to go out, get Anchor. It could be the start of something great. Let's get into today's message. Let me give you again 
ways in which individuals who are saved and even those who are not saved communicate. So some of the types of communication that I'm going to give you, first of all, is obviously verbal communication. Verbal communication. The words that are coming out of my mouth. What I am actually saying. What you are actually saying. Verbal communication is the first way or that we look at tonight. We talked about on last week as well, nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication. And nonverbal communications are the communications that we make and have and participate in which do not necessarily come out of our mouth in word form. Nonverbal communication can be how we look at somebody. Nonverbal communication can be a gesture that you make. Nonverbal communication are not necessarily heard by the ear although they are still received by the hearer. And I'm going to say this here. It's very important to know. Nonverbal communication can be intended, unintended, and or implied. We can. But we can also be charged with it. But then let, me, let, me just, let me just kind of say this. One of the reasons why I'm teaching this is I want us to become quite aware of what we are saying intentionally and unintentionally. I want us to become aware of who is listening and who is talking. I'm going to say this as a note. You can write this down. That all real communication, all real communications require A speaker, whether it be verbal, non-verbal, spiritual, whatever, require a speaker and a hearer. Because if you don't have a speaker, you're not communicating. And if you don't have a hearer, you're not communicating. The speaker and the hearer can possibly be the same person. For example, I'm having communications with nobody else in the room, even if I am talking to myself. When I'm, when I, I remember as a kid, 
There were times when I was having communications, but I did not want my father to hear them. So if he said something rough to me, hard to me, in anger, whether it be through love, whatever the reason was, and I didn't like it, I was wise enough to hold my tongue in his presence. But sometimes when I went in my room or when I was behind his back, I would utter and murmur stuff to myself. Well, that still qualifies as being communication because you have a speaker and a hearer. And watch this. All communication. This is an unsaid rule that I'm putting in. All communications will have some type of an effect. Words are powerful. So verbal is talking. Non-verbal doesn't necessarily require words. It could be a look. Watch this. Also, Silence is communication. What? Silence. Silence. Yeah, okay. Sometimes when you can ignore me, that's correct. And so when you ignore me, utilizing silence, then that communicates to me either or possibly your position or your disposition. Position is how you feel about the issue in, 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 in regards to the place that you, that you take. Disposition is where you are with it. What is how you feel is my position, this is the stance I'm taking. And the disposition tells you not only the place that I stand on the issue, but where I am. So, silence communicates. Other forms of communication is intercommunication, I-N-T-E-R, intercommunication. For example, if you have a group of people and you are having communications within a group, that is intercommunication. And then there is intra, I-N-T-R-A, intra-communication, which is communications from one group to another. Watch this. One of the greatest fallacies in the church as an organization is the failure to have proper intra and inter communication. When you got the ushers playing out an event in the church, but there is a failure of communications with other ministries then you are going to have problems because it could be lack of support, it could be conflict of interest, it could be a whole lot of things. And so when things are not done properly, you give way to confusion. 
And confusion is the devil's language. That's his medium in which he causes friction and division. I know this kind of sounds like school, but sometimes you need to have a little Intercommunication, intra-communication. Let me go back to intercommunication. One of the biggest failures in the church and one of the greatest fears in the church is intercommunication. When a group is having a discussion about issues where you have different members in the group who have opposing opinions. If you do not have proper intercommunication, if the group members cannot communicate effectively within the group, something bad going to happen. Why it is that some people don't want to deal with business meeting at the church? I'm going to tell you why. I don't want to come out to the business meeting because I know all they do is just fuss and argue. Talk about money. Ain't nobody on the same page. Everybody refuses to stay in order. They pop off and talk whenever they feel some kind of way. And then quickly everybody get in their feelings. And as soon as that happens, everything or the progress that we could have made in the business meeting is lost. And therefore, we don't fulfill business in a manner which pleases God and helps the church be effective in its endeavor. Why it is you think that many pastors and chairmen have headaches when it comes down to meeting? Why it is you think that people require agendas going into the meeting? Because they want to see that there is order in the meeting. They want to make sure that people follow protocol. They want to make sure that things are done correctly. And they want, they want to make sure that by the time they leave from the business meeting, there was proper inter-meeting, inter-group communication to whereas things were done decently and people. Inter-communication. I believe so many times that we need to have somebody come and teach and tell and preach and minister to the church. Teach us how to talk. To teach us how to communicate. To teach us how to be objective. And more than objective, how to be divinely inspired. Because ultimately at a business meeting, it ought not to be the deacon's way. It ought not to be the pastor's way. It ought not to be some special interest way. It ought to be God's way. And you can never come to God's way if you don't know how to shut up and listen. Spiritual. Note this is another form of communication. Spiritual communication. I had divided this up into two separate forms of communication. And then upon meditating and looking upon this a little deeper, I discovered that I could actually combine these two separated forms of communications into one, calling it spiritual communication. And the reason why 
I call it spiritual communication because I was going to call it divine communication and then I was going to call it demonic communication, making it two different communications. But on the real, can I help you by saying this here? There is no such thing as, watch this, a separate form of communication between the divine and the demonic because ultimately both of those forms of communication are spiritual. God is spirit. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. You say there's no separation. There is there, there is there is no there is no I can use spiritual communication as a title for this form of communication because it would also include the communication that you have with God and the communication that you have with the devil. Now watch what I'm going to tell you. Throughout the entire day, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, you are at all awakening times when you are aware and awake. You are having some form of communication with God or the devil. You are having some form of communication with God or the devil. You know why? Because you're listening to one of them. You know what? Because you're listening to one of them. So, 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 watch this. I, as an individual, God has given me choice, and I can choose to listen to Him or to listen to the devil. He's given me choice. And so, because of my choice, I will choose which one of those I will be influenced by at any point of the day. Now, I'm listening to you right now. Yes, you are. How can I be listening to either God or the devil at the same time I'm listening to you? Because if, if I am doing God's will and you are in tune with God, then you will receive what I'm saying. On the other hand, if I am not doing God's will, or you are not in his will, then we are not going to resonate, and you are going to turn me off. All of that is based upon the influence that you are hearing from God or the devil. So on some, and, and so, and watch this, and so you will respond you will communicate back based upon which one of those influences you are under. But make no mistake about it. You, everybody in here will respond to the communication. I know that's kind of deep. It's true. If you look at it down and boil it down to the ashes, you're going to find out what I said is true. So, spiritual communication, and then there, there is Personal communication. Personal communication is, 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 is the category in which I'm, in a sense, 
having conversations with myself. Now, I, I want you to understand the power of personal communication. The Bible talks about this life in the tongue. Life and death is in the tongue. Life and death is in the tongue. And so, uh, oftentimes we speak things. We speak things to ourselves. But watch this. Even as you speak things to yourself, the things that you speak to yourself have been influenced by the communications that you have had in the spirit. Remember what I told you. There is intentional and unintentional and implied. I can, I have the choice to decide what I'm going to say to myself. Right? Mm -hmm. I have a choice. I can decide. I, I can look in the mirror on any given day and I can speak to myself and I can say, who am I sexy? Or I can look in the mirror and I can say, oh, oh. I can look in the mirror and I can say, oh, you can't even wait. Or I can look in the mirror and say, it's more of me to love. It is about oftentimes what you say to yourself as to how well you will walk out either empowered or disabled. You know what? What you say to yourself, need everybody in because it's about what you say to yourself in many cases on some level is going to affect whether you walk from that place feeling empowered or feeling broken. What you say to yourself. So I want you to think about the conversations that you have had with yourself throughout this day. I want you to think about the conversations that you have when, 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 when you see something that you either deem as being good or something that you deem as being bad. I want you to think about the conversations that you have with yourself when you see something that looks like it's going to be harmful or helpful. I want you to think about the conversations that you have with yourself after you experience some kind of communication coming from somebody else or some situation. Now you don't actually have to talk to yourself, but your thinking is talking to yourself. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be a verbal communication in order for that communication to exist. The reality is you're going to be talking, listen, and I gotta pause right here because you're here. constantly talking to yourself. Then. There you go. You're constantly talking to yourself. You're constantly communicating either verbally, outwardly, or inwardly to yourself. And what you say, what I'm gonna tell you, what you say then becomes a definer of what you do. And then what you do then becomes a definer of what you become. So I pause and ask myself this question. Why do I say the things that I say to myself? 
criteria? What do I use as a standard that would help me to formulate the communication that I am having with myself? What do I use as a standard? Watch one moment. This is what I mean by that. Am I using the past as a basis for my communication in the present?
and they begin to feel as though they were not going to survive it. But Jesus was sleeping. Watch this. All of them, Jesus and the disciples, were in the same boat. They were in the same situation. They were in the same situation. But they had two opposite reactions. The disciples got fearful. Jesus remained asleep. But they were in the same situation. Rain had fallen differently in the boat that Jesus was in. The thunder did not roll differently or sound differently. The waves and the breakers didn't dance differently. The boat didn't rock differently in Jesus' world than from the disciples. They were all in the same situation. But even though they were in the same situation, their communication was different. The disciples communicated with the, with the situation out of fear. Jesus communicated with the situation out of faith. The disciples got scared. Jesus was at peace. And so he rose up in the situation. I'm feeling good about this. Back yeah. It meant a lot to me. He rose up in the midst of the situation. Watch this. He took Peter from out of the center because Peter had become aggravated, agitated, and fearful, and his communications had become negative and implied fear and death and destruction. So he had to replace the speaker and Jesus walks up to the mic and he says in essence to the situation peace be still and when he said peace be still everything got quiet now they did ask him some questions prior to that they asked him they said, but you know, Master, why are you sleeping? And we're in danger. They did say all of that, those communications were exchanged. And they revealed to Jesus and to themselves and to the reader, which is us today, where their communications were. And Jesus reveals where his communication was. They were communicating among themselves. They were communicating with the enemy. They were communicating with the storm and, and responding. Jesus was only communicating with the Father and the purpose that his Father had in them. You don't know, feel what I'm saying. If you communicate with your situation based upon your faith, you will have no fear. If you communicate with your situation based upon your faith, 
which is rooted in the will and the word of God, you will have no fear. And watch it. Then you take control. Instead of you being scared of the storm, the storm is now scared of you. Instead of the problem being the situation, you don't have a problem because you the answer. The Jesus in you, his will in you. You remember that writer that said, except what God allows, you're better off All right. And the disciples heard what Jesus said when he 
of my situation. Mm. I'm suspicious of the courts of my situation because I rarely hear my situation telling me anything positive. Come on, come on. I rarely hear my situation in life telling me anything positive. So I'm beginning to feel like maybe my situation is a dummy and there is a ventriloquist. Y'all know what people do You know what a dummy is. You know what a dummy is to a ventriloquist. The ventriloquist is the one doing the talking, but uses the dummy to act like he's doing the talking. Well, isn't that like my situation? Do you think that my situation can be compared to a dummy and the voice I'm hearing coming from the situation is either going to be God or the devil? And so watch me. If I don't identify the real speaker mm. and I start believing that my situation is doing the talking, that is the equivalent of a dummy making me a dummy. A dummy listening to a dummy. <laughs> Look what Jesus does. And I, I love this. I, lo I love I love this situational communication because he does something, but I'm, I'm asking myself, well, let me wait a minute before I go there. Let me ask again. Is there anybody anybody else listening or talking that we can identify? For sure. The ship? Yeah. What the ship say? Okay, let me lump the ship in with the wind and the thunder and the lightning. But 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 is there anybody else that's listening or or speaking? Watch. Can I go deeper with you on this now? Hebrews twelve and one talks about a great cloud of witnesses. Mm. I don't really know what I'm saying. And the great cloud of witnesses is made up of beings or entities which are continuously encouraging us to press on the mark of the high call, to rise up in your faith, to let go and let God. We also know that when we read in Revelation, it talks about angels, cherubims, and seraphims. Are they present? Are they listening? Yes, sir. So, are they present in the situation with the disciples? Yeah, but they wouldn't have no effect, though. Hold on. They have no effect because... We don't acknowledge even their presence. And why should it? Watch it, watch it, watch it. You say, why should it? Let me show you. Let me show you. There's a text in the Bible 
where the prophet of God is on lockdown in the city and they want to kill him. And the army is surrounding them. You know, you know where I'm going now. And at some point, and at some point, he says, Lord, show. And even though the enemy has an entire army camped around them, around them are 10,000 angels. Would they have flaming souls? Now, let me ask you a question. Does it make a difference? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good at this. As a man of God, but I'm feeling pretty good, you know. You know why? Because I know my help is here. I don't have to see it with my eyes. I, I, because I already communicated with the Father and heard Him in my spirit, assuring me that everything gonna be all right. That in weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm just trying to get you to understand. Stop believing what you see and what you hear. Stop limiting the situation. And so what? Is it a surprising thing that when Jesus, who is in the same situation with the disciples, when Jesus stands up and says, peace, peace, peace. Is it surprising to you that suddenly the situation changed? Mm. Watch me. When the disciples were communicating through fear and leaning on their own understanding, the Bible says that no matter how much they did, they just wasn't going to make it that way. But when Jesus steps up to the mic and represents his purpose and the Father, and speaks the situation. Well, I'm trying to get you to understand this. Here. When you when you when, when you come to the awareness that you can speak to your situation and change just by the manner of your communication, that there is actually power in what you say. You can speak to your situation and say, I don't believe what my mind telling me. I don't believe what my emotions are telling me. That don't even matter anyway. I don't believe the shadows that I see, even if they're lingering in this valley. You know why? Because I've already been in communication with the Father. And I'm going to speak to this situation, what my father told me to say. And if God is not giving you a word to speak, watch what I'm saying. Hold your tongue. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
Jesus spoke with authority. Now let me get 
let me get to the um, these other forms of communication. Talk some more about them. Verbal. Let me go back to verbal communication. Is it ever appropriate? Now I know you're gonna say no. Is it ever appropriate for a child of God to curse? Is it ever appropriate for the child of God to curse? There are sometimes. Both of them When? Now, if you're going to say there are sometimes, you got to have some kind of example in your mind. When? He's trying to handle the situation himself, which is. What I ask you is. Is it ever appropriate, that word means proper, for a child of God to curse? When they are coming against <laughs> So it's, and that's all right. Is it all right? Yes. In my So it, it's all right. It's all right for David to curse God. No, no, no. That's what you just said. Is it ever so it was appropriate for him to curse what situation? The situation he was in. What situation? He was in a lot of in his lifetime. Goliath. So it was alright for him to curse. Yeah, I think I know. I I I don't think he was angry because this man. So angry is a is a reason to curse. Cursing has a lot to do with it. I'm asking you, is it all, is it all right with God for a Christian to curse? Christian yes. I still say yes. When? So God gave you permission to curse. Has God ever given you permission to curse? No. No. Now watch this here. Y'all, I just, I treat y'all. I tricked you. You ain't even know I tricked you. There are times when it is okay with God to curse. Yeah. Did you hear that Facebook? Yeah. All right. I said it is appropriate at times God for you to curse. I didn't say it was appropriate in God's eyesight for you to cuss. But you different. Ah. Ah. What's the difference? Okay. Cuss and curse is the same thing. It's the same thing? Yeah. So when Jesus was at the cross, you could now. Wait, yeah. When Jesus was at the fig tree, he cursed the fig tree. And it died. And it died. He cursed it, but he didn't cuss it. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He cursed it, but he didn't cuss it. That's the difference between. Had he cussed the tree, nothing would have happened. Hmm. 
That I think D. I think I think we struggle. I think we struggle. We struggle because we we, we be confused. We think it's all right for us to cuss. No, no, no. Cussing and cursing. Deacon Mira put it nicely when he said, "Cursing is a condemnation." Cursing is a condemnation. I'm like, I curse you. And think she struggled up and died. Cussing. Well, you know that. You, you got your hats on. You, 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 you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the words. The words. So, I mean, I think we got the thing twisted. We, 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 we call our, uh, uh, maybe that's why we do it so much. We think we, it's all right because Jesus cursed. He cursed. He cursed. He cursed. He cursed. He cursed. He cursed. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know, I know I'm talking, I know, I, I know I'm talking to people in here who don't cuss. Yeah. Right. I do. It don't finish the line. When we did, when we did go to death, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't care. Hold on. Can cussing. Cussing is swearing. Can cussing be. Verbal and non-verbal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do it all the time. What you say? It is more Lord after I'm the pastor. And I'm, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I had to ask In fact, I don't ever remember cursing. But I remember cursing. <laughs> <laughs> cursing, cursing. No, 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 no. Not, not, not the same thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm, being I'm glad we learned something new tonight. <laughs> so I can uh, see. See, one, one is really on a spiritual level. Yeah. And the other one is on a carnal level. Mm -hmm. Could you say demonic level? Carnal, demonic, flesh. That's good. You give them one another as you want. All right, so. Then, then there is the uh, spiritual communication. Spiritual communication is communicating either with God or with the devil. Now, I, I talked about this last week, and I got to ask a question about about, so I'm going to start off with, with God is communicating with the devil. Do we communicate with the devil? Every day. You do? Every day. You call him up? Yeah. You do? Yeah, you, I tell him to get your step. Get you tell him to get the step? Get your step. That's, that's the only thing you tell the devil? No, I've got a few choice words. So you cuss the devil? I'm the cuss. Well, you need to curse the devil. <laughs> you can curse him. You can curse him, but you can't curse him. When I talk about communicating with the devil, I, I, I want to spend a bit of time with this because I, 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 I really want to look at this because uh, we spend more time communicating with the devil than we realize. Mm -hmm. 
there was a priest that came to Christian service center, and he told me, he said, you know, today I talked to the devil. He loved you, and he said, yeah, he loved you, and he said it again. He said, today I talked to the devil. And I'm saying to myself, priest kept saying, today I talked to the devil. Why he talked to the devil? Maybe he was telling the devil to get the hell out of here. Get the step. Maybe that's what I'm Where the challenge came from. 
and don't deal with it using your own understanding. Because again, you must acknowledge that your own understanding is temporary, faulty, and not good. And also, you're going to hear that demonic spirit say, that you did. And that's going to be a laughter coming from hell, from the demons laughing at the dummies. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, listen to what he said. If God, think about this here, and, I, and I, we had a message, a sermon one time, that basically kind of dealt with spending a few moments in hell, what that would be like. And in the midst of that message, or through the duration of that message, I played an audio of people screaming and crying and wailing. Think about this here. What if God allowed for you and me to hear the communications from the demons? What if every time you did something you know God with the preachers of you could hear demons going, <laughs> <laughs> what if every time you was about to make a decision that you knew your dead mother would not appreciate, what if you could hear her voice and say, nah, come on now. I taught you better than that. That was fun. Do it again. <laughs> All it would take for me to stop some moment that I'm about to enter in here is to hear the voice, the audible voice of someone who could get my attention on that level, it would shut me down. Mm -hmm. Or, if you could hear God. Yeah. God. <laughs> to hear God, listen to me, in order to really hear God, it's going to have to register in your spirit. So it's going to be even greater than the audible voice that you hear. Jonah, when he heard from God to tell him to go down to Nineveh and tell them 40 days and yet will Nineveh be destroyed. Jonah ran and he ran because he knew he had heard from God. So it had to register on spiritual level, which is even greater than this. And there is no arguing when God speaks. Yes. As you mentioned there, as uh, it, 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 in any situation, uh, people in general ever done what Jonah has done, ever walked away from God. <laughs> Look in your own life. Many times you don't walk away from God. True. Look in my life. Many times I don't walk away from God. Listen. My, my, my time is coming to a close. So let me go ahead and, 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 and deal with the prayer aspect. We spoke a little bit more about this on, a lot more about this actually on last week when we talked about prayer and the reality about when you actually talking with God. If you're going to talk with God, you've got to acknowledge the presence of God. If you acknowledge in truth the presence of can I be honest with you and just tell you? No matter how bad you feel, no matter how fearful you are, no matter how much you question the situation, no matter how 
then even your situation will empower you. Y'all didn't hear In every situation you find yourself in, if you acknowledge God correctly, you will become empowered and not discouraged. You struggling in a marriage, acknowledge God. You lose your job, acknowledge God. You get a word from the doctor saying you're going to die. You, you get a word uh, uh, from the coroner, from the police officer that, that somebody in your life has died. If you acknowledge God, you will become encouraged. If I don't tell you anything else tonight that you receive, I know you got the cussing and the and the cursing part out. But if you walk away tonight hearing anything else, I want you to remember this. In whatever condition you find yourself in, in whatever situation you be in right now, or even on tomorrow, I want you to just acknowledge God. I hear you. It registers to me that you are present. I get it. I understand. I'm going to get quiet. And I just want you to speak. I want every aspect of my being to know and to respond in communication, in adoration, in affirmation that you are present. And ain't no possible way that you're going to rise up from there feeling discouraged. Guaranteed. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you don't know him tonight, this is your opportunity to accept him. One day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. We are going to acknowledge this communication to show that he is king of kings and Lord of Lord, you will profess it. If not today, if not tomorrow, one of these days, at some time, at some point, you're going to acknowledge I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care where your faith level is, what denomination you adhere to, all that kind of stuff. You can say what you want. But at the end of end of all, you're going to find yourself having traveled that road. <coughs> Need to rededicate yourself. The Lord said at an earlier age, but you know that you have been strayed away. Come on back, man. Acknowledge the Lord. Communicate. Listen. Respond to what He's telling you. He is always speaking. You renew your strength and restore your joy. And I remember this church family and the Lord saying tonight by Christian experience. We open up our arms and extend the big heart. And as Jesus said, we say, and me, whosoever will, let him come. Stand with